Genesis 25. So, for some reason, I keep forgetting this. If somebody were to ask me, how many sons did Abraham have? I would say, two. And if somebody asked, how many, uh, how many wives did he have? I would have said one. Maybe two, if you count uh, Hagar. But it starts off right here. Abraham took another wife whose name was Keturah. This is after the death of uh, his wife, and then after Isaac was married. Abraham took another wife, and so he had three wives. And she bore him six sons. And they're, they're all listed out here. Uh, and Abraham gave everything he owned to Isaac, and he gave gifts to the sons of his concubines while he was still alive, and he sent them eastward, away from his son Isaac. And it says concubines plural. So he had multiple concubines. He had three wives, which means he probably had a lot of children. I wonder how many of those concubines he had while Sarah was alive. Anyway, I, I don't know. But, uh, so he had concubines, and he sent them all away, and he gave everything to Isaac. He lived, uh, he lived to be 175. He took his last breath, and his sons, Isaac and Ishmael, buried him in the cave uh, near Mamre. So this is the cave that he bought. This is where Sarah was buried. And it's interesting that initially I was thinking, oh, both of his sons showed up. Like Ishmael kind of came out of, out of the wilderness, and the two of them, the two brothers, buried him. But what is more significant now, after just reading that other, other section, is all of his other sons, his concubines, his wife, it doesn't say they were there. It doesn't say, I mean, they might have been there, but it specifically points out Isaac and Ishmael. But none of his other sons that have names that have been listed. And the two of them, the, the, the firstborn and then the, fir the firstborn of Abraham and then the firstborn of Sarah. They both showed up to bury their father. And then it goes into the family records of Ishmael. And, and he did have 12 sons that became the 12 leaders of their clans. And he lived to be 137 years old. And he lived in opposition to all of his brothers. I'm summarizing a little bit here. So he it talks about where he settled. Uh, and so it says brothers. So he's referring to these other brothers that existed. Um, maybe even the brothers that were born of these concubines of Abraham. And he lived in opposition to all of them, not just to Isaac. And he was powerful. And I think that there's a lot, there's a lot there because his other brothers were sent away with gifts from their father. They were sent away um, with their mothers and with their, with all of their brothers with provision. His mom was sent out into the desert with water strapped over her shoulders, walking to die. Um, his other brothers were not firstborn. He was the firstborn. He was the firstborn of Abraham. He saw that wealth. He was there. And and up until he was an adult, he was he, he thought he was in line. He he was the son of Abraham. Abraham treated him as a son. Like, up until he was, like, four, 13, 14, before Isaac was born. That was his life. 
and it was all taken away from him. And the other sons didn't have that because the other sons, um, they, they grew up knowing that Isaac was the promised child. So I really feel for Ishmael. And then it goes into uh, the birth of Jacob and Esau. Isaac was 40 years old when he took his wife, Rebekah. She was barren, and so he prayed for her, and then she conceived. And that sounds like it's it's very jam-packed together. Um, but it's not. And and we'll, we'll get to that when the verse says we do. Um, and the children inside her struggled, but she didn't know what was going on. She said, what is happening to me? Because it was not what was described to her when, when uh, other people had children. And the Lord said to her, two nations are in your womb. Two people will come from you. One will be stronger and the older will serve the younger. And when the, ch when the children came out, there were two. They didn't have ultrasounds, so they didn't know for sure until it actually happened. Isaac was 60 years old when they were born. So they got married when he was 40, which seems old for people marrying back then, but wasn't really i mean we we think about that now based on you know when when people a thousand years from then were getting married but some people didn't get married till very late like or have children till very late like in noah's case he didn't have children till he was like three or five hundred or those numbers are already fading so isaac and rebecca struggled with infertility infertility for 20 years or 19 years that's a long time that's a lot of praying it's a lot of persistence that's a lot of that's a lot of pain that's a lot of uh wondering what we did what they did wrong wondering where is god's promise but they were born and they grew up and esau became an expert hunter and was favored by uh, by Jacob, or sorry, was favored by um, Isaac uh, because he, he liked wild game. And I always thought that it said that Jacob was um, a herdsman. But I think I get that. I think I got that from uh, um, the other two brothers, Cain and Abel. Because there's definitely you know, parallels here between Jacob and Esau and Cain and Abel. Both of them make it to adulthood. Neither of them murders the other one, but there's a few close calls. So Jacob is a was a quiet man that stayed at home. So it doesn't it, herdsmen went outside. Herdsmen like they were out. Like they didn't have they didn't they didn't pen them all up. Like they were out in the countryside. So that's what um yeah, that's what a herdsman does. He stayed at home. He had, you know, he lived in this massive estate with with servants and and concubines and and people and stuff to do, and he didn't have to leave, so he stayed at home while his brother went out hunting and gathering and doing all the brave, heroic, manly, manly stuff. So once while Jacob was cooking stew, Esau came in from the field and he was exhausted, and he said, "Give me some stew," and Jacob Jacob responds with. Uh, blackmail. He says, first, sell me your birthright. He says, sell me the the identity as firstborn. 
because they're twins. And Esau was only, he's only firstborn by a few minutes. And so he sells him his birthright because he's hungry and impatient. And so Esau despised his birthright. Yeah. So they're both at fault here. Jacob, because he's being manipulative and Esau because he's being impatient and not really looking at the weight of things. I'd imagine that after coming in from a long day to the encampment of Abraham, that there's plenty of food going around. It's not like this is, you know, like every, every time I've seen this depicted, it's always there's one tent and it's the only food anywhere because Jacob is cooking it and everybody else is, I don't know, there's nobody else. It's just the two of them. Maybe there's another tent over there with mom and dad. But this was an encampment. This was this is big. It's not like there's no cataclysm that happened between Abraham and, and, and these guys. Like they are continuing to grow, to be blessed, to um, to multiply. They've got hundreds, thousands of camels and sheep and goats and money and sl and hundreds of servants that live there as this city. The heir could most certainly get food somewhere else, but he was impatient and he wanted that one because he liked his brother's cooking. So that's just interesting. Yeah, um, it just kind of ends there. And then uh, the story continues on with, uh, with this whole story next chapter. So I guess we'll pick it up then.